The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Continuation of what we started last week. And we said the objective of this um, series on prayer is to get us to pray and to get us to pray consistently. It says to get us to pray and to get us to continue to pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Father, we just thank you. So I'm going to be talking about the different kinds of prayer this morning. Last week we talked about, you know, why prayer. We talked about worship. We talked about, um, you know, the place of the Holy Spirit in, the, in, the, in, the, in praying. We talked about foundational truths about prayer, about the fact that prayer is a relationship. It's not a monologue. We talked about, you know, being bold in the place of prayer, being patient. We talked about perseverance. Hallelujah. Many people remember the illustration I gave last week of being patient and persevering in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And there's a need to be consistent in the place of prayer. And there's a need to also be able to put up with hard times. Hallelujah. Amen. To keep standing when things are not as easy, when things are not rosy. That there's strength. Hallelujah. There's a need to persevere in the place of prayer until we see the end of our faith. Say we don't quit. We don't cave in. Hallelujah. We talked about maintaining an attitude of joy. Hallelujah. Then we also talked about, you know, prevailing prayer, overcoming in prayer. How that, you know, um, we pray as believers, we pray as ministers, and we pray as people that are territory takers. Hallelujah. How many territory takers are here? They want to just go beyond praying, you know, in our own personal space and life. You know, we want to take prayer to praying as a minister. Hallelujah. Because we are now praying with uh, ministry in focus now, the fact that we are called to serve others. And we are praying in our role as ministers. We also talked about, you know, praying as territory takers. So today we are going to be talking about the different um, kinds of prayer. I think underlining all of those things, uh, some of those things we shared last week, which is the fact that for every kind of prayer that we have, you know, it's first a relationship. Amen. It's not a give and get, uh, give me, you know, it's not a giving and receiving, you know, um, primarily your activity. It's about a relationship and we need to have that settled in our heart. Hallelujah. How many of you know what it is like, you know, to just be faced, you know, confronted by strangers to ask things of you? It kind of feels strange, right? Right? You know, but there are demands that people make in the course of a relationship that feels very normal. Same thing that looks off looks very normal in the context of relationship. Am I right or am I right? Hallelujah. Amen. You must know that Pastor T is here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that is why it's about our relationship with him. We're not rushing it and rushing out. We want to know it's about our relationship with God. And that is why in Matthew chapter 6, when the Bible, Jesus was teaching us to pray, said it's about our Father in heaven. It's about our Father. We are his children. And because we are his children, he's interested in us. He feels what we feel. The Bible says we have not a high priest that is not touched with the feelings of our weaknesses. But was in all points, tempted as we are, all of us here, we're in this journey of life, but we're at different points in our lives today. But I want you to know that you have a heavenly father. You have a heavenly father, and he's the one that we talk to, we commune with in the place of prayer. And that we have a heavenly father who loves us. Even when we're not his children, he sent Jesus to the cross 
Bible says God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Before we were accepted, before we made a decision for him, before we drew nearer to him, he took a step towards us. He sent Jesus. And so you are loved. You are loved. You are praying and getting involved in a relationship with someone that loves you. Someone that even when you were lost in your sins, loved you just right where you are. Bible says, he that gave up his only begotten son for us, how shall he, knowing him, also freely give us all things? So when we talk about the different kinds of prayer, those are the things that are the root of it. At the root of it is the fact that you are loved. At the root of it is that you did not even qualify for what, for the relationship to start with. Hallelujah. We were dead in our sins. We were on our way to hell. But thank God because grace found us. Grace found us. Jesus died and shed his blood. And he has made us accepted in, in the beloved of God. Hallelujah. It says your, it's your sins and iniquities. You, you remember them no more. Hallelujah. He gave you his righteousness in place of our works a place of, uh, you know, efforts to try to please him and convince him of how good we really have become. He gave us his own righteousness, the gift of righteousness, so that we can reign in this life. Those are the things that are the root of prayer, are the root of that relationship. Hallelujah. And we need to be established in it, that God loves you. God loves you. Somebody needs to go home with that truth and just meditate on it, that I'm loved by God, that God has a plan for me. That God has a plan for me. When I talk to him, he listens and hears. I am loved by God. So whether I'm praying the prayer of faith or consecration or commitment or the different kinds of prayer, I am loved by God. This person is interested in me. Hallelujah. See, God loves me. God loves me. Hallelujah. God loves me. And we come to that place where we're able to take God for who he is as we just spend time with him in his word. Hallelujah. How many know, people know that relationship is built over time? You know, in communion, listening to one another. You tell me something, I tell you something. You tell me something else, I tell you something again. And then it goes on and on and on. And after a while, you feel like I know you. Is that not so? Is that not so? And you'll be able to beat your chest that this is what I know, you know, Pastor Taffy will do. But there are some people... You know, you won't be able to say this is what they will do because you don't know them. Hallelujah. God is calling us to a place of intimacy. A place of intimacy with him in prayer, in the word, with the spirit. When we get into that place, we know who he is. We know what he's saying. When we get into that place, believing him is not something, you know, it's not by Agidi or by Ishan. You know, and we have tried to do that for a long time, but not anymore in the name of Jesus. You know, it's just getting into that place where you know him. The more you spend time with the word, the more you know him. The more you spend time in the word. The Bible says even yourself have been changed into the same image from glory to glory. Hallelujah. 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 And that is what I want to charge you this morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, the Bible says without faith it is impossible to please God. You know, and then it's easy to run off and say, ah, maybe I'll never be able to please him. No. But faith comes like we are breathing. Faith comes as you just expose yourself to the word of God. Do you know how faith comes? Try, try. You know how fear comes. Is that not so? You know how fear comes. Is that not so? Just one information. 
Just one information, no. Then you just think on it a little more. Then you think a little more. And before you know it, oh my God. You are not trying to be afraid. How many people have been trying to be afraid? You have not ever tried to be afraid. You just were afraid. You just found that at a point you were fearful. Amen. That's how faith comes. Hallelujah. Just meditating on the word. Stop trying to have it. Just spend time in the word. Listen to the word of God. Listen and again. Listen and again. And listen and again. And listen and again. Hallelujah. And the more you listen, the more faith comes. And you just realize that you are in faith. You are standing. Amen. It's not something you need to muster up energy to do. No. The same way you don't muster up energy to be afraid. In fact, if anything, you are trying not to get afraid. You are trying to get the fear out of your system. Amen. Glory to God. Why? Because when you expose yourself to something, you begin to believe it. Hallelujah. Expose yourself to the word. Expose yourself to the word. Glory to God. And then you will have faith. And then you please God. And then you ask what you will. Because his words are abiding in you as John 15, 7 says. And then you have the result of your faith. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So the different kinds of prayer. So we have the prayer of faith. As a way of introduction, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, it says, Pray at all times on every occasion, in every season, in the spirit, with all manner of prayer and entreaty. To that end, keep alert and watch with strong purpose and perseverance, interceding in behalf of all the saints, God's consecrated people. And what that scripture is saying is, pray at all times, on every occasion, in every spirit, with all manner of prayer. Say, there are all manners of prayers. There are all manners of prayers. And that is what we're going to be looking at this morning. The different kinds of prayers. Hallelujah. And so in every situation, our goal here is to be able to help you to see what kind of prayer you would be relevant in whatever situation that you find yourself with. The first here is a prayer of faith, which is also known as the prayer of petition. Prayer of faith is a prayer that basically it changes things and it applies primarily to our own lives and our situation. Say my own life, my own situation. Maybe I'm praying for my healing, I'm praying for a job, I'm praying for one thing or the other that is a personal situation, praying for my child, you know, praying for a situation in my house. Hallelujah. It applies primarily to our own life and our own situations. And it is a prayer that is to be based on the revealed will of God. Hallelujah. So what we are saying is that there are instances where the will of God is very clear. Like he wants you to prosper. How many people know that? That is God. The Bible is not ambiguous about prosperity, about wealth. Hallelujah. You can pray a prayer of faith concerning provisions, concerning wealth. Hallelujah. You can pray a prayer of faith concerning things, changing things. You know, but when it comes to Praying, you know, about um, your spouse, a marital relationship, whether to be in Nigeria or to relocate to Canada. After your friend told you that they just got their own um, Canadian stuff. Amen. Glory to God. You know, you might need some other kind of prayer to pray about those other um, situations. But the prayer of faith basically talks about where the will of God is known. So you don't even know whether God wants you to be in Canada. Amen. So you want to start with, okay, God, is this is it your will for me to be in Canada? Then you want to pray another kind of prayer, which we are going to get into later, prayer of consecration, where that is concerned, or pray, pray a brother has approached you in church, you know, for your hand in marriage. The will of God is not clear to you at that point in time. You know what God is saying, you know. You can pray a prayer of consecration about that, but you can't say, 
ah, I know you are supposed to marry me. So I take you by force in the name of Jesus. I take you by force in the name of Jesus. In fact, that lady you are going out with is not your wife. I'm the one. God has told me that you are the one for me. And so in the name of Jesus Christ, I break that your union with that person. You, very soon you are going to come after me. I'm praying. Hallelujah. Amen. That sounds like witchcraft, have <laughs> Glory to God. Mark 11 and verse 24. It says, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray. So whatsoever things you desire. Say whatsoever things I desire. Hallelujah. In the context of God's will. When you pray, believe that you receive them. So, and those are the kind of things you need to pay attention to. We're going to talk about the 10 vital steps. When you pray, believe that you receive them. So, at the time you pray the prayer of faith, you have to believe that you have received what you prayed about at that time. Not in the future. At that time. Say, at that time. At that time. So when you pray the prayer of faith to change something, you know, I'm believing God for, I remember when I was um, believing God for, I, I was diagnosed um, with um, vitriligo, which was supposed to like change all my skin, change all my pigment. They said my um, cells were no longer producing color. And then gradually I should expect maybe a discoloration in my face, my eye, my hair, and you know, different things and so on. You know, I had to pray the prayer of faith concerning that. You know, I prayed it was my personal situation. Amen. Glory to God. And I stood on God's word that the life of God is the resurrection and the life. And then I believe for every pigment, every cell in my body to come alive, to be quickened by the life of God. I prayed that prayer once and then I continued to thank God. But I believed it when I prayed it. Glory to God. So these are some of the things you need to know when the prayer of faith is concerned. It cannot be prayed for someone else. It only works where personal needs are concerned. It's applicable to receiving material things, healing, and any other promise in the Bible. So the first thing is take time to meditate on the promises of God that guarantees your desired result. Are we together? Before you pray the prayer of faith, take time to meditate in the promises that guarantees your desired result. Hallelujah. Now, when I heard that I had vitiligo, I had um, the Bible that talks about I'm the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. So that was my meditation. So you take time, you find promises that, you know, speaks directly to those things that you desire. Then you meditate on that. You meditate on that until it renews your mind. Until you are no longer seeing yourself going white in some places and black in some places. Until you see yourself healed. Until you see the cells coming alive and everything healed and working and your skin completely, completely restored. Until that picture is formed. Are we together? Are we together? So there are promises. And if you need help with that process, reach out to any of the pastors. They would be willing to, you know, work with you. You're believing God for something. Get, it starts with getting promises to meditate on. The word meditate means to think on, to ponder on. Hallelujah. The prayer of faith is prayed once. We have said that. You are expected to follow up the prayer of faith by consistent confession of the promises in the word of God. Hallelujah. Having meditated on that scripture, you, were, you had built an inner image of what, um, you know, concerning that desire that you have. You have prayed it once, you know, out by faith. Next thing is you begin to follow it with what? A consistent confession of the word of God. You just keep on speaking the promises of God. 
Bible says in Romans chapter 4, verse 17, that even God, it calls those things that be not as though they were, because that is how we change things. The next thing it says, get involved in corresponding actions that are consistent with what you believe God for. Get involved with corresponding actions that are consistent with what you believe God for. You believe that you receive at the point you pray. Don't wait for the physical manifestations before you believe the word of God. Your corresponding action, get it by in the place of prayer. Don't use somebody else's corresponding action. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost will lead you in the place of prayer to what your corresponding action will be. When I was going to trust God for a job, what he told me was to listen to my husband. My corresponding action was to go to my husband and then listen to whatever he had to say to me. And he said, do this, and I did it. Glory to God. Somebody's corresponding action might be completely different. Glory to God. Amen. Don't throw away your glasses because somebody said or somebody did. Never. Hallelujah. God will let you know. You will know exactly what to do by the Holy Ghost. Amen. You believe you receive at the point you pray. Don't wait for the physical manifestations before you believe the word of God. Don't say, I'm still looking at the skin. You know, somebody actually told me to send pictures of my skin. You know, <laughs> and I had to take pictures, you know. Amen. Don't say, it's still there. Oh God, it's still there, it's still there. No, don't check it out. You just keep standing on the word of God. Amen. You will later discover that it's no longer there. But it's not by checking hour by hour. Are we together? Are we together? Glory to God. Patience comes into play from the time you pray until the desired result is seen. Patience is a force of God and a fruit of the Spirit that may, helps you to be consistent. Thanksgiving is also essential, so continue to thank God. Have an attitude of joy and keep your ears and your eyes and your mouth filled with the Word of God. Say, so keep your eyes, your ears, your mouth filled with God's promises. Keep it filled with God's promises. Keep it filled with God's promises. You are believing for something. You've found the scripture for it. You've prayed about it. Begin, continue to thank God. Continue to sound those scriptures. Continue to sound like a broken record. Amen. I like that since I got to know about that. I like I make it, using that statement a lot. You know how broken records sound? They just keep repeating the same thing. Amen. When your record is broken, it just keeps saying the same thing and stops. It says the same thing and stops. It says it's very, very consistent. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. The prayer of consecration, which we had mentioned a bit of it, is the only prayer that permits the use of if. And that's the kind of prayer we pray when we are not sure what God's will is. Amen. You are not sure in this particular situation. It's not like sickness or disease. We are sure that God wants us healed. Hallelujah. We are sure that God wants us whole. So we can pray the prayer, the prayer of healing. We can pray for health. Hallelujah. 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 And we'll continue to pray that prayer of healing. Hallelujah. Until we see the results. Glory to God. Glory to God. So the prayer of consecration is the only kind of prayer that permits the use of Eve. And it is applied when the will of God is not clear. Amen. Um, ladies, I just want to encourage you. You know, somebody comes to you. It doesn't look all that. Amen. Don't just look at them. You know that he's a child of God. He has a good report. And you must find out whether he has a good report. Amen. Amen. He must have a good report among believers. Amen. Hallelujah. You don't believe that. He must have a good report. Glory to God. He must have a good report. So he comes to you. 
It doesn't, it doesn't look all that, but he has a good report. Says he wants to marry you. Now you don't know. Don't just look at him like this, like this, like that, like that. And say you. Latibo, sibo. Don't do that. Glory to God. Just take time to pray. Amen. It might not look all that today. It might be all that tomorrow. But you would have missed that forever. And those kind of seeds sometimes is a bad seed towards delay sometimes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So say, I'll pray. Because he's your brother. I'll pray about it. And pray. Have the courtesy of praying. And say, God, I just consecrate myself to you. And just pray in the Holy Ghost. And the more you pray, if it's not you, you have clarity. No, no, I'm sorry. But it's not because I've looked at you up and down. And said it can never be, you know. It's because inside of me, I know it's not. So I'm sorry, it's a no. Hallelujah. And then if it's a yes, you might find your brain and your whatever begin to struggle, struggle, struggle for a while. Or then after a while, as you pray, light to come. You have peace inside yourself. And you know that it's your head that is just looking at his shoes. <laughs> and eventually you will know that the peace of God will be your umpire. And the peace of God will guide you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Every child of God as is interested in carrying out God's will on earth must understand and practice the prayer of consecration. In this kind of prayer, we are submitting ourselves to God and his will for our lives. We are submitting ourselves to God's agenda for our lives. Glory to God. Glory to God. And it's the kind of prayer that you can pray and pray and pray and pray and pray again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You don't have to pray it once. Amen. You can take time to pray about it. This Canada matter. Holy Spirit. Help me to just pray. Everybody in Nigeria is relocating to Canada. Help me to just pray in the Holy Ghost. Help me to just pray in the Holy Ghost. I receive light. We receive direction as a family. Lebra, katala, ba, 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 ba. After a while, is it that Canada desire just leaves you supernaturally? And you just realize that it's no longer in your system. Or that it's getting stronger and stronger in your heart. And beyond the fact that it's feeling like just green pastures, you are having a knowing in your heart that there's something about Canada and what God wants to do in your life in the next season. Did we get that? Did we get that? Glory to God. The prayer of commitment is also the prayer of committal or the prayer of casting of cares. Here we are consciously casting our cares upon God. When do you pray the prayer of committal? When you're worried, when you're anxious, when everything is just scattered, you know? You are just anxious and just worried. It's a good time. First Peter 5, 7. It says, casting the whole of your care. If you can help me project the amplified version. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully. Isn't somebody excited about that? Isn't somebody excited about that? You know, and which is why I said the, the, the root of praying is there is somebody that loves me. There's somebody that is concerned about me. I have a high priest that is touched with the feelings of my weaknesses. I can cast my cares on him. I don't need to care them, carry them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Worrying short circuits the power of God. Worrying is a sin that we are not supposed to be involved with. God frowns at worry. Worry is believing in the devil's ability. 
or worrying his failure to believe in God's ability. Hallelujah. To give you the solution that you desire, to give you a solution to the situations. Glory to God. It's a major tool that the devil uses to stop Christians from receiving from God. Hallelujah. Hey, 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 what if, what if, what if, you know, the house rent is due. That house, that landlord, I hope he will not just come and throw, throw us out. What are we going to do now if he comes this evening? He was here yesterday and he was just shouting and shouting. What if he comes now? The school fees, hey, hey, how they won't chase the children out of school, all that. Casting all of your cares and anxieties on him because he cares about you. Say, God cares about me. These are seven things you need to know about casting of cares. Worry is a sin, it hinders the prayer of faith. So praying a prayer of committal can be supportive to, the, to your prayer of faith. Worry is a sin, it hinders your prayer of faith. So you can cast your cares. When the devil brings those thoughts, instead of meditating on them, hallelujah, you can say all these thoughts, all this anxiety, I do what? Cast them. And that prayer literally means what? Cast them. It means to throw them. Hallelujah. All you bunch of cares and worries and all this silly talk that the devil has been bringing to my mind all day long about the rent, about the children's school fees. I bat you all up together right now in the name of Jesus and I cast you on Jesus. And I'm not going to worry about the rent anymore. I'm not going to worry about the school fees anymore. I refuse to worry in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you because you have borne my cares. You have you have taken those cares from me, and I'm free from them. And I thank you, Lord, because I receive interventions in Jesus' mighty name. You know what will happen next? I've seen the devil do that, something like that, a lot of times. One of your neighbors will just come, ah! I just heard that the landlord is somewhere very close, and that is coming. In fact, the, 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 the agents are coming now. So that your house will just, you know, you just cast that care. The devil will bring a reason for you to take it back. Either somebody will bring you one news, one information, one text message, you know, just to make you take it back. But remind yourself, those cares are on Jesus. Those cares are on Jesus. With or without this text message or news, I refuse to take them back. I'm going to stand my ground. Those cares are on Jesus. Glory to God. And when you do that, God will come through for you. What is cares? Worry is a perfection of meditation. Real meditation dwells on the word. Worry dwells on the problem. Real meditation, say with me, real meditation dwells on the word. Worry dwells on the problem. So worries, cares, and anxieties will never solve any problem. You are expected to cast your cares once and for all. And casting your cares is not being, about, it's not being carefree. It's, not being care, it's being carefree, not being careless. Amen. It's being what? Carefree. Being free from those cares, not being careless about them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It means you are responsible. So I'm responsible where the rent or the bill is concerned, but I'm not taking the care. Hallelujah. I'm responsible enough to open my door when the landlord comes, but I refuse to shake like a jellyfish. Inside of me, I'm going to be standing because the care and the anxiety concerning that bill, I have put it on Jesus. Are we together? Are we together? I'm not going to dwell on negative thoughts and picture myself having to put my things on the, on, the, on the courtyard and everybody wondering what is happening and everybody discovering, no, I'm not going to meditate on that. Do we get that? Do we get that? Hallelujah. 
Each of the different kinds of prayer are powerful and they always deliver results. The prayer of praise and worship is about ministering to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We said prayer is about a relationship and in worship we're acknowledging God for who he is. Hallelujah. In Acts chapter 13 and verse 2, it says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate unto me Paul and Barnabas to the work that I have called them unto. Talking about ministering to him. So there is a ministration to God in the place of worship. So we minister to God in the place of worship. You know, a lot of people are familiar with the prayer of petition. You know, but the prayer of ministering to the Lord is also a form of prayer. Prayer should not just be about our needs. We should minister to him on a regular basis. John chapter 4 and verse 24, we talked about that extensively last week. That God is a spirit and they that worship must worship him in what? In spirit and in truth and that God is in search of true worshipers. Philippians 3 and verse 3 says, We are the circumcision that worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. And we have no confidence in the flesh. So we spend time in worship. We spend time ministering to the Lord. And we do that every Sunday. And I want to encourage you. Did I say we do that every Sunday? We do that every day. We do that in church every Sunday. In your personal space, in your personal life, we do that again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Prayer of praise and thanksgiving. The prayer of praise and thanksgiving. We worship God for who he is and we praise God for his deeds in our lives. Our faith is incomplete with praise and thanksgiving. In Romans chapter 4, verse 20, the Bible says, Father Abraham, you know, he did not struggle, you know, he was strengthened in faith. He struggled not at the, let me just, at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, you know, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At the point of, at the place of praise, we are strengthened, you know, in our faith. Glory to God. We are strengthened in our faith, you know, and we have in our devotion, in our um, manner here, that we must learn to praise God at difficult times. We must learn to praise God at difficult times. Because at difficult times when you pray, there is a deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God dwells in our praises. Do you know that? Do you know that? Do you know that? That God inhabits our praises. You create room for God in your life, in your situation. When we praise God, he dwells in our praises. He inhabits our praises. And then we have different stories of deliverance in the Bible. There's the story of Jehoshaphat, you know, who had been ambushed left, right, and center by the enemies. But the Bible says as they began to praise God, they experienced deliverance. Amen. We also have the story of um, Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16. How they were bound, hands and foot in prison. But they were praising God. And we need to know how to praise God in difficult times. He was able to dance in difficult times. Praise God in difficult times. And when we do that, you know, the deliverance of God, you know, shows up. The power of God shows up. And we experience deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We must learn to keep thanking God. Thanksgiving is a major part of our prayer of praise. And that is why we're expressing gratitude to God for the things that God has done in our lives. We're expressing gratitude to him for the things that he has done in our lives. And Jesus is our example. He continues to give thanks in his ministry. At the breaking of, you know, the miracle of the breaking of um, 
the miracle of the loaves and the fishes, you know, the Bible says it will lift those things up to God and just give thanks. We need to learn how to give our five loaves and two fishes to God and just give thanks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those things that are not enough in our lives to say, God, I just want to thank you for this provision. I just want to thank you because you will come through. I just want to thank you because, you know, of the things that you have done in the past. And as we, you know, develop, uh, uh, you know, intimacy with God in the place of, you know, praising, appreciating him, we begin to see his mighty hand move in our lives so much more. Glory to God. David was a man that understood how to praise, how to worship God. You know, I will encourage you to read, read through the book of Psalms again. Read through again and again. You see different situations in difficult times in praising. is praising. In good times, it's praising. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No wonder God swore that he will, you know, he will always have a, you know, someone on the throne forever. Glory to God. Glory to God. The prayer of agreement, Matthew chapter 18, verse 18 to 20, hallelujah, it's, 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 it's a kind of prayer that involves, you know, two or more believers coming together to pray, prayer of faith, as it were, amen, amen, prayer of agreement is two or more believers coming together to, you know, to pray, prayer of faith, amen, in Matthew 18, verse 18 to 20, it says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven, if, any of, if any two shall agree, say any two shall agree, as touching anything of my Father, which is in heaven. Oh, my God. If any two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done of them, of my Father, which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So the rules of the prayer of faith really applies to the prayer um, of agreement. And here, the two people that are coming together must agree. You know, I think we use the word agree loosely in church a lot of times. You know, where people come to pastor and just say, pastor, agree with me. Amen. You know, and um, yes, we mean for the pastor to pray with us. In the full contents of the prayer of agreement, the two of you must believe what God has said concerning that matter. Amen. You know, so I think the response should be, what do you want me to agree with you on? What promises or what scriptures are you standing on? You have come to the pastor, agree with me. So what do I want to agree with you on? You say, agree with me that this should happen. Then what is the basis for that agreement? Amen. The word of God must always be the basis for that, you know, agreement. So whether it's with a pastor or between two believers just coming together, always establish that there are scriptures that we both look at. We both agree that this is true. We agree that this is what we are standing on concerning that situation. And then we pray. And then that prayer can be effective. Why? Because the unbelief of one party can negate the result of that prayer. Do you get that? Do you get that? The unbelief of one can negate um, um, the, the, the effect of that prayer. Hallelujah. But it's so powerful because it can multiply our results, amplify our results. Bible says that how could one have chased a thousand and two put ten thousand to flight? Hallelujah. Except their rock had sold them and the Lord had delivered them up. And in Ecclesiastes chapter 4 and verse 9, it says two are better than one. Say two are better than one. 
So it's powerful when believers can get together and pray this kind of prayer. We can have better results that are way beyond what we can get on our own um, self. But we must make sure that we, are, we agree where the word of concern, we're in harmony where the word of God is concerned, and then we will have the result that we desire. We have the united prayer, where a group of people that have come together to see a common goal established um, on the earth. You know, um, it's a, a group of people, more than two, more than three, you know, all of us can pray united prayer. When we come together with one purpose in mind, to say a common goal um, established on the, on the earth. You know, or like the prayer of agreement is something that you can really pray again and again and again and again. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And the unbelief of one of us will not negate that our united prayer. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Glory to God. So all of us can come together. In Acts chapter 4, verse 23 and verse 24, it says, And being let go, um, they went to their own company and reported. You know, the prayer of agreement says, If the two of them shall what? Agree. Right. So when we come together and we say we are united in the place of prayer, even if you don't even believe in our cause, all of us that have united to do that, we can birth the will of God concerning that situation. Do we understand that? Do we understand that? So they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou God which has made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all them that is in it. So the, the operative word is that they went to their own company. You know, the chief priest had warned the disciples that they should stop preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, they had beaten them. They had told them to stop preaching and doing some other things. Then they went back to the church. They reported to, the, to their pastor. Then they lifted up their voices together, you know, and then, you know, the power of God um, broke out. God heard them. They were able to continue preaching the word of God with much um, boldness. It's an example of um, united prayer. We also have our examples in the manual, Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 2, um, Acts chapter, First Kings chapter 8, um, that's at the building of Solomon's temple, after the completion of the temple. The Bible says that all the singers and mus musicians, they all lifted up their voices together as one. Hallelujah. And then they prayed unto God. They prayed unto God. And when they prayed unto God, you know, they had the house filled with the glory of God that even the priest could not minister. And I'm sure that, you know, they had a lot of miracles that day. Glory to God. Because God showed up for them. We have the prayer of supplication. Glory to God. Prayer of supplication is something that is a heartfelt, earnest prayer that is intense. And um, Paul encouraged, Apostle Paul encouraged the church to continue to engage in this prayer in most of his ex epistles. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 says, Be careful for nothing. In everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. It talks about the prayer of supplication where the personal need is concerned. But we can also pray the prayer of um, supplication for other believers. You know, in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, it says, Praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, watching unto our perseverance and supplications for all saints. So we can pray it for ourselves. We can pray it for other believers. And First Timothy chapter 2 also corroborates that. We can also pray for all men, for people in authority. Hallelujah. And simply put, the prayer of supplication is about a heartfelt, earnest entreaty, like the prayer of Jabez. Amen. Amen. How many of us know the prayer of Jabez? Oh, that you will bless me indeed. Oh, that you will enlarge my territory. 
Oh, that you, you know, enlarge my coast. Don't allow evil to touch me. It was a humble entreaty. It was a request that he was making on God. And God heard his prayer. Glory to God. Bible says the heartfelt prayer, the effectual and the heartfelt prayer of the righteous man always makes tremendous power available that is dynamic in its workings. Sometimes the reason why we are not seeing results is because we have not even engaged in the, in, uh, God in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Haven't you caught yourself a few times wondering what's happening to me? I'm just running, running, running. I've not even prayed. How many people have been there before? Hallelujah. A humble entreaty. A humble entreaty, a supplication, a heartfelt prayer. There's no heartfelt prayer of a righteous man that goes unanswered. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So next prayer is intercessory prayer. Intercessory prayer talks about standing in the gap for people that have provoked judgment on themselves, you know, through wrongdoing, wrong action. And intercessory prayer is when we get together or when we come and we just stand in their, on their behalf and begin to pray for God's mercy, for judgment to be stayed where those things are concerned. Glory to God. We have that prayer in Genesis chapter 18 in the case of Sodom and Gomorrah. When Abraham began to intercede before God and said, if you find how many 50 righteous people, will you not destroy the land? If you find 45 and on and on until he said, if you find 10. Unfortunately, God did not find 10 and the land was destroyed. But his, in, his um, nephew was saved. Glory to God. We have another kind of prayer, the praying in the spirit, which we did this morning, a bit of it, and which we do every Sunday. And I believe, I believe every day. Put your hands together for yourselves. <laughs> Romans chapter 8 and verse 26. We can read that together if they do project that. Likewise, the spirit also helps infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for, as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. It's one of our greatest privileges as New Testament saints to be able to communicate in other tongues, to be able to speak in ways that words cannot express, to be able to pray in ways that words cannot express, to be able to pray by the help of the Holy Spirit. It says it's the Spirit that helps our weaknesses. Is that not a privileged place to be? Glory to God. Glory to God. So what's stopping you from jumping in? What's stopping you? What, what's been keeping you from praying in tongues with us? Why have you left it to just the people around you and you have decided not to be part of it? Amen. I'm asking somebody in church. Amen. But this morning, I believe everybody is signing up. If it's, if it's for us, then it's for me. Right? If it makes me better in prayer, then it's for me. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost helps us to pray because praying in other tongues, we are able to pray beyond the limitations of our minds. Our minds are so, so limited. We talked about that last week. Benefit of speaking in tongues is for edification. It stimulates your faith. It keeps you free from worldly contamination. It helps you to pray about the unknown. It gives you spiritual refreshment. Hallelujah. This is the refreshing. That is what Isaiah 28 says. This is the rest. This is the refreshing. It's one of the ways that we give thanks to God. It's the best way to give thanks to God. Hallelujah. Because if it's the best way to pray every other form of prayer, surely it's the best way to also worship God. Hallelujah. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is helping you to give the kind of worship that the Father wants in that instance. Are we together? Are we together? 
Hello, somebody. Are we together? If you're in church, shout hallelujah. In Acts chapter 2, we see that it's the initial sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus had said in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses. You know, and when that power came on the day of Pentecost, when power was let loose, one of the major things that we saw was the fact that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues. And that is why believers should get filled with the Spirit. This promise is unto you and as, unto as many as the Lord has called. Amen. It's the best way to intercede for someone. It's a means of exercising the spirit. My spirit prayers. You are exercising your spirit and it opens you up to the supernatural. It's a way of stirring up the wisdom of God. I don't know how many times, you know, in my personal life where I prayed in the Holy Ghost. There was something I was doing for my MD one time. And I did it the first time she sent it. But I did it the second time she sent it. But ah, I just started praying the Holy Ghost, praying the Holy Ghost, praying the Holy Ghost. By the time I sent it, no, I knew it wasn't coming back. In fact, I declared it that this, you know... Is the end. This is the final one. And my, my, my colleagues heard me. Yeah? And by the, they heard what I said. And by the time we went, why? Well, I didn't come back again. That was the last time we had to do that. You know, why? Because when we pray in the Holy Ghost, you can access wisdom. Hallelujah. We have the prayer of binding and losing, which is where we take authority over the works of darkness. In Colossians chapter 2 and verse 15, the Bible says, God has disarmed principalities and powers that war against us. And he made a bold display and public ex example of them, triumphing over them in it. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 18, it says, For this purpose the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So the works of Satan have been destroyed. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. And the devil has been disarmed. You know, so the scripture that we read so much in Ephesians chapter 6, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, against principalities and power. <coughs> hallelujah. We have overrated it. We need to look at it in context. Hallelujah. You know, because we are so, ah, we wrestle, the Bible says, we wrestle against flesh and blood. Wrestle against flesh and blood. Wrestle against flesh and blood. But thank God, because they have been disarmed. They have been disarmed. It's like I've seen a dog and you just, if, if, if a dog is chasing you, and you have the privilege of knowing that there's no teeth in its mouth, that they've taken off all the teeth, what happens? What happens? Toothless dog. Harmless dog. That is what Satan is. It's harmless. So that scripture that talks about the wrestling not again, it's talking about standing, standing, standing. Hallelujah. Stand with your armor. He's been disarmed. Glory to God. You can take authority over him. Hallelujah. He can't lord it over you. He only uses our ignorance against us. And that's why the Bible talks about the, the preceding verse, talks about the wiles of the enemy. Put on the whole armor of God so that you can withstand the wiles. He streaks. It's just tricks. How can a tortoise beat a hare in a race? It can only be by trick. That is what Satan does. Hallelujah. But with your armor on, you have the victory every time. So we have the prayer of binding and losing. You put the devil in his place, you cast out devils. Bible says you can cast out, you cast out devils. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's one of the signs following you as a believer. Please take time to read this manual. I have so much time left. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Leia, I'm ready in overtime. Praise God. Glory to God. In Matthew chapter 12 and verse 29, the Bible says, how can you go to a strong man's house and carry off his goods without first binding the strong man? So in prayer of binding and losing, we bind Satan. When we see any oppression of stealing and killing and destruction in John chapter 10, we bind Satan. 
We bind his activity. We arrest his activity. We command him to stop. Glory to God. But not only do we do that, we also lose the angels of God. Say the prayer of binding and losing. We also lose the angels of God. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14 that they are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation so we can release them to deliver our salvation package which includes our protection, our deliverance, our safety, our soundness and so on and so forth. And Matthew 18 and verse 18 says, I, truly I tell you, whatever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit, whatever you declare unlawful on earth must be what is already permitted in heaven. So you have the authority, say I have the authority to bind, to forbid, to, to disallow and to lose because of your membership in the body of Christ. Heaven will deliver what you decree and hell will submit to your authority. Say with me, heaven will deliver what I decree. So you've got to decree some more. Hallelujah. You've got to decree some more. Hallelujah. And hell will submit to your authority. Use your authority to enforce the will of your father on earth. Be bold to cast out devils, lose the agents of God, administer the promises of God in your life. The revelation and understanding you have where the name of Jesus is concerned will determine your effectiveness in the in the prayer of binding and losing. Why? Because when we're doing that, we're doing it in the name of Jesus. We have the power of attorney to use the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He has given us a right to use his name. Hallelujah. To take authority. And when, when hell hears Jesus, Bible says he has been given a name that is above every other name. At the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things beneath the earth. Have we learned something this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, we have a panel to take some questions. Can we just close our eyes briefly? Father, we just thank you for light. We, we trust you for understanding. We trust you that your people will go home and they'll spend more time with this script, uh, materials. And we thank you because there will be insight, there will be revelation. In Jesus' mighty name. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 00 Zero 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 six four zero.